Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Recording, 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 recording. Hello, Dustin, Dustin. Anybody else want to commit suicide after that piano solo? (laughs) (laughs) Did you see that? You didn't see Bill Burr at the Grammys? No. So this guy trains for hours and weeks and months and years, and he's doing this piano solo to start the Grammys, and it's like his shining moment. He's like, Mom, you got to watch. My piano solo is going to open the Grammys. Like, you got to watch it. And then they're like, and to introduce the Latino awards, Bill Burr. It's like super awkward because she's like, Burr. It was it was atrocious. So then he stands up and he goes to the mic and he's like, well, anybody else want to commit suicide after the piano solo? <laughs> <laughs> and just fucking roast the kid. And you're like, Jesus Christ. And then it like pissed off all these woke white people on Twitter. So they try to cancel him. And then later he's talking about the awards. He's like, and the award goes to Fred. De- uh, I really hope I don't screw this up. He's like, why am I doing this? Some, some <laughs> white dude trying to talk about the Latino awards. And everyone's like, he's right. Why is he doing this? And he's just roasting himself. And then it just starts trending on Twitter. Where they're like, you got to get him off. <laughs> and they don't know what, who, like, who he is. Well, why was he doing it? Because he's like, a, he won some fucking thing for a stand up or whatever. Really? Yeah, like he got nominated for an award. For Paper like, Tigers? Do you want a host or whatever? And he's like, yeah, fuck it. And then he goes out and just insults everybody. <laughs> Dude, I was crying. You got a lot. I can't believe you didn't see that. No, I saw that he was can or people oh. were trending that he wanted to be, or he was going to be canceled, but I didn't it see didn't, why. It didn't happen. Yeah, you don't obviously. cancel Bill Burr. No, he doesn't care. Yeah. And then. He's a mess. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. Anyways, let's rock this thing. Welcome back. That was quite the intro there, Mike. 
Yeah. We're keeping it in. Are you really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Buffalo Happy Hour podcast, where we give our podcast to small businesses for them to promote themselves for an hour. If that's something that you're interested in, please make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, hit the like button down below, and leave a comment on what your favorite part of today's interview was. Today, we're going off the rails. I mean, we already started with Bill Burr being canceled. We're going to be looking at uh, Br- Brazen Brewing. I believe is how they pronounce it. Brazen Brewing's beer. We got four of them in front of us. It's going to be a little taste test rate slash extravaganza. And then we're not going to do a uh, segment miniseries today because we're going to take a break for a couple weeks to see, I don't know, see what, what we can do, what we can come up with. It was structured for like about six months. So now we're going to see if uh, if we can like keep improv. I mean, so far it's not going so well. So we'll see. We got sick of doing homework. So yeah, screw no, it. True. We're co-founders. We do whatever the hell we want. We do whatever podcast. the hell we want. So thank everybody for uh, following us along for this long, and it's just going to be a good episode. So, Mike, at what point, like, what do you, can for being a comedian that you are, I'm just kidding, but, like, with a comedian, when would you ever cancel them? You can't. That's the best part about comedy. It's, comedy is special because you're allowed to make fun of the things you're never supposed to make fun of because it's comedy. It's never personal. It's just comedy. So at what point does a person get to a level where then it goes in place? Like if you and I go out there and we just start spewing out extreme, like crazy stuff that shouldn't be said because we're comedians, we're not comedians. We're two nobodies from Buffalo. But at what level do you get to that point? I don't think that point exists. That's, so you, that's the beauty of comedy. Really? It doesn't exist. That's the whole point of comedy is to make light of the absolute worst situations in existence. But then can't you like anybody that's being offensive just say it's, it's comedic? There's a difference between stand up and just being a prick. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, to, to go to a comedy one hour stand up, sit down at a comedy club and then look for an excuse to try to cancel somebody or to take offense over something that's stated when that person is on stage is ridiculous. It, like, it doesn't even make sense. That's why one of our favorite comedians is the guy with the absolute darkest comedy <laughs> in the industry. It's and true. you can't, how do you cancel that? You don't No, Shut up. Sit down. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Right. That's, you know, again, it's, it's freedom. No one's forcing you to spend money on a guy or woman and to enjoy their stand-up to then turn around be offended stay home yeah they like try to cancel their sponsors and everything like if they have a podcast they try to cancel the sponsors of the people that, that they don't like either like i'm sure that for bill burr when they were trying to cancel him they went after me undies yeah that are manscaped yeah and he's like okay his his ad reads are probably worse than anything that he's been trying to cancel. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And if you take a sponsor, he's not going to stop. He doesn't care. Right. It doesn't. It, it's the same thing as trying to cancel Eminem. That's not a thing. That'll never be a thing. You don't cancel Eminem. He cancels you. That's, that's true. That's the way of life. Who tried, Machine Gun Kelly, didn't he try to go after Eminem? Not yeah. for not for canceling reasons, but he tried right. to go after Eminem, and then Eminem's just like, sit down. Yeah. You don't even know what you're doing. Yeah, he's like, well, I've sold millions of albums. And he's like, I've sold millions of albums for one song. Like, yeah. I've gone platinum more times than you've ever gone whatever, like, the third lowest tier is. He's like, you're a disgrace. Yeah. And then everyone's like, well, his song technically was better than M's response song. It's like, shut up. Eminem has literally nothing to prove. Do you nothing. think? Do you think that social media just amplifies... All of this stuff to the point yes. where, yeah, 
Yes. Where it's just like nobody would be thinking about canceling him in the first place. But now since social media exists and everybody wants likes and follows that they throw that out there because it's the woke thing to do. And that's just what spirals it. That and it gives everybody a platform to express their opinions. Mm -hmm. But then they forget to realize that it's an opinion and somebody else can have a different opinion 10 times out of 11. You're not going to like that other person's opinion. So just move on. So that brings up an interesting point that I actually wanted to talk about today. Uh, getting serious for a little bit. Do you think oh, that? Yeah, I know. Do you think that there's foreign entities out there that are acting on social media just to divide America even more? Yeah, there has to be. Like th- this, everything that's been going on for the past four years. This has been the most divisive that we've ever been. Yeah. But do you think that there's people in China, China, and Russia that are inputting themselves into conversations to? just drive up temperatures because they know that's what's going to divide America faster than anything else. Yeah. Like that's, there's no doubt that they're using the internet and social media to be the Trojan horse to break up the U S I'm convinced. And it's working at a broad scale. I I think that if everybody gets off social media and you go talk to your neighbor, you're not going to want to hit them over the head because they support something that you don't. Like, that's just Correct. not how it works. Correct. But the appearance of everything is that shit's hitting the fan for no reason, but it's because of this. these foreign entities. These foreign entities just driving up temperatures. This whole thing makes me want to drink. Yeah, let's do it. So before we dive into even more serious topics, because, <laughs> you know, one thing yeah, about the so Buffalo Happy Hour is abortion. that we're serious. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, we're done here. Thank you, everybody. Um... Dude, okay, that was probably one of the funniest things that's ever happened to us in college, is we're sitting in our college class, naive to the entire world, have no clue what's happening, and then our professor's like, all right, so we're going to have an open discussion so we can discuss real-life topics, and then we can just kind of dive into how the justice system approaches these things, and, you know, right and wrong, we took, you know, ethics, and we take notes. All right, everybody, everyone's ready? We're like, sure, you know, prison reform, like, what's going on, you know? how the court system works, how lawyers are all vultures, you know, like how, how can we talk about this? And they're like, abortion. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're like, what do you, what? They're like, all right, death penalty. And they're like, ah, uh, well, what was the crime? They're like murder of 60 people. And everyone's like, hang on. You know, it's just like, what are we doing here? And then we find out the professors just like, not even, they're like a criminal themselves. Yeah. They're like, why are you teaching ethics? <laughs> Like, what is happening? That's why college is one of the most ridiculous times to ever go through life. Yeah. But it's fine. We're here. So what's the first beer we're opening? This is a chocolate peanut butter stout, and it's uh, it's foamy because I poured it like Hillary, but it'll <laughs> it'll work. Hold on. I'm not going to slide yeah, this. Don't. Here we go. Nice and slow. Oh, my God. Smell that. I can't because I just got it. Jesus Christ. It straight up smells like... Uh, Peanut butter Captain Crunch. Shout out to the cereal spot. But yeah, I'm excited for this. All right, so foreign entities. Go home all bloated. Who do you think has more out of the there's, two there's, major powers? There, there's there's three countries that run the world: Russia, China, U.S. And then Europe tries, and then we all laugh at them. And then you have because of their accent. Let's be real. Something. You can't do much with. It's, We're going to drop nukes. It's like, no, you're not. Stop it. Sit down. <laughs> you don't even have nukes. Yeah, that or like they don't even understand dental hygiene. But <laughs> like there's. Oh, stop me when I'm lying. Stop me when I'm lying. 
So this is either going to get us a couple subscribers or we're going to lose <laughs> all of them. So it's fine. We'll slowly gain them back. That's what but, 1776 yeah. was for. <sighs> Speaking my language. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's there's no doubt that those three countries or nations and not countries, but nations are trying to figure out a way to get on top. Yeah. And that's who do you think has the most interest in uh, out of Russia and China? Who do you think plays more into it? China. Yeah. They they've come out right to say that they want to be the most powerful uh, they, yeah, they, country in by twenty forty five or something like that. So I went to my last NCOES, which is non commissioned officers evaluation school, um, in the army, and the whole thing was you have to complete this school to wear the next rank, and it didn't always used to be like that in the army. But when I went, it's a leadership course, and they mm-hmm. teach you everything you have to do to successfully accomplish the next rank in regards to leading men, um, understand what the army's task of purpose is. And then you're, you're also understanding your role in that rank, which means you, you understand your sphere of influence because as you increase rank, you have more and more power, responsibility and trust from the U S government. So as I was going through that course, we were doing different things. I mean, you'd plan missions, you'd go through different op orders, you'd start to understand like, oh, this is what I'm seeing through this rank's lens on how something works. Because when you first get in the army, you're sitting there and you're like, I'll look this way and then my sector's from here to here right. and I'll just shoot anything if it gets close and then I have like a challenging password and don't sleep. Like, stay awake. Like, that's all you care about. But once you start growing up in rank, you're like, oh, okay, so this guy's sector's here, all these other guys are here they're overlapping sectors of fire. I'm understanding in, in 20 minutes I have this time hack. You know, this is the next step in the entire operation. I have friendly forces here. I have, you know, um, I have enemy on this side. I have these assets. And you're going through the entire operation in your brain. And you're sitting there trying to figure it out. And all of that comes back to the school understanding who are our enemy that is basically of equal power. And they're like, there's two, but the biggest threat is China. And they were saying this 2016, 2018 timeframe. Like it's, yeah, they've always been our biggest threat. Like dude, China is massive and it's not just because they have billions and billions of people, but they literally create every, they, they, um, reverse engineer everything that's available in the market. And that, you know, is a massive threat for us. And I understand people are like, We'll give everyone the benefit of the doubt and hugs. That's not how this works. Yeah. Like ISIS beheads kids be just because those kids have parents that went against ISIS or they're any Westerner. They just want to kill you because you're from the West. China just wants to take you out because you're a massive superpower. You've probably done something wrong sometime, like whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to stay on, on top of the you know, those dudes play chess. Mm-hmm. So we have to think of the things as everything's a threat because if we don't and everything's hunky dory and open borders and everyone's friendly, we're going to get destroyed Mm -hmm. and we can't allow that to happen either. Like we've done too much in 250 years to just go backwards because of social media and because we're letting two nations dictate what we think, but that's ridiculous. The, the world government, let's put it that way is run by the Chinese too. So how do we have this beer is really good, dude. (laughs) How do we control this? We conquer that. No, I, <laughs> there's because no. you can't go in guns blazing. And they have like we have a world government, but it is sanctions. We limit our interaction with them as much as possible because, believe it or not, they rely on us 
almost as much as we rely on them. But we also have the opportunity. Dude, this tastes like a carbonated Reese's cup. Yeah, it's amazing. We we have the opportunity and the ability to do things ourselves. Mm-hmm. It'll cost a lot more money up front, but so what? You know, I mean, dude, we can reemploy forty percent of Buffalo if we just went a hundred percent with steel again. True. Think of the impact that steel would have in all the major. I mean, the steel belt, the whole rust belt would just start booming. That would be great for the entire country. But instead, we buy it cheaper from China because it's cheap, cheap. So it's like, what? Why? You know, like we, there comes a point where you have to understand, okay, there's ebbs and flows and there's give and take, but we still have to kind of, you know, I'm not saying be Rand Paul Mm -hmm. and do nothing with foreign nations, but we can start backtracking a little bit and start bringing stuff back into house. Obviously, it worked out well. China's economy tanked the last when you know, during the Trump administration, our economy boomed during the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. And it the whole argument of, well, you know, he, he took it over from this guy. It's did he, though? I mean, we how many jobs actually came back into the U.S. Right. because of a policy change? Like there were some good things that did occur, mm-hmm. you know, and like and there's some bad things that occurred since Biden took office. Yes, like but the gas a, industry. That and then there's which you, you can't blame. Like, okay, well, I'm just looking at numbers, dude. Yeah. And it was two dollars and nineteen cents right before my way came on at the White House and Trump walked out listening to Sinatra and Grandpa Joe shows up and now we're here back to paying three bucks a gallon. Yeah. So <clears throat> which it could go down. I highly doubt it. But it could go down. All he has to do is just approve the last four percent of the pipeline again, and then we'd be okay to just generate our own oil. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm still hell bent. I'm still going to Quickville. I'm buying American gas. You know. There you go. Fueling the Silverado. But yeah, I just I don't get it, man. Like, there's so many things that we can do as a nation that are better, and it just makes me go back again to Washington's farewell address, where he's like, "Screw everyone, do it ourselves." Domestic policy only. Don't worry about foreign policy. Obviously, that was, you know, a way different time period. Mm-hmm. But there's some truth to that that still trickles down and has a massive effect on our everyday way of life. Yeah. there A report came out that said Russia had the most influence in this 2020 election and China didn't do anything. I still very am very like. You know what happened? I don't think that China did nothing. China basically rewrote the code to say Russia, even right. though they're the ones that did it. Yeah. But I v- don't... VPNs, man. No, I don't know. V- I mean, they kind of work. I used them. I used them for a year. I kept pinging my location in different countries and threw them off, which yeah. helped Netflix because I was able to watch things that were going on in Ireland, which brings me to my next point. It's my holiday. Let's go, baby. <laughs> March 17th. We're recording. It's a fine, warm evening. That's another foreign superpower, Ireland. Uh... No, they're not. <laughs> eh, I'll I'll admit they're not, but there's some pride. That's a cool uh, polo you got there. Where'd you get that from? So I got this down in Disney. Okay, never mind. I take that all back. At a uh, at an Irish pub, huh? Did you really? Oh yeah, Disney Springs. Went down, and this is what they work in. This is their work attire. And I'm like, hey, what are you wearing? He's like, oh, my work clothes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to buy that. He's like, they're around the corner. I'm like, oh, you're serious? Like, you can buy that? And he's like, yeah, we sell these. I'm like, well. What do you mean around the corner? So I stand up from the table and then uh, left my corned beef, go around. There it is on the wall. I'm like, buy one of those. Corned beef is delicious. Listen. The amount of salt, though, but it's delicious. That's why you keep drinking Guinness. That's why we started with a stout. <laughs> and but that's why you have a heart attack. Uh, you ain't kidding. That's a lot of salt, though. 
It is. Salt Bay. Did you see Amari Cooper denied Salt Bay from feeding him? He's like, nah, fam, don't, Wait, what? don't feed me. <laughs> Amari Cooper went to Salt Bay's restaurant. And Salt Bay does that thing where he, like, sticks the beef and tries to feed you with it. And Amari Cooper's like, no, nah, I'm good. He doesn't want all that salt? <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, he just doesn't want to be fed by another man, well, probably. Well, there's probably that, too. AJ Green went to the Cards. I saw that. Is there anything else, before we get into football, because there's a lot to discuss with football. Anything else you want to talk about your holiday? Today is St. Patrick's Day that we're recording. If you didn't check out last week's episode, we recorded with the Fighting 69th Whiskey. And I'm drinking all of that tonight. Yeah, so Mike's not going to be functioning tomorrow. (laughs) But that was a great episode where we dove a lot into the Fighting 69th. So if you're interested in that, go back and check that out. But today we are recording on St. Patrick's Day. So that's what you're doing tonight. Anything else? No. Uh, Weekly recap, we stayed at the Chateau. We should probably touch on that. Yeah. This is so good. I know. It's you smooth, too. It. Are you going to keep drinking? What do you mean if I don't get to keep drinking? We got three more to crush, dude. Well, I know, but that's like half gone. What are we going to do with the other halves? I don't know. I guess you're going to be busy. Hanging out with Journey. Just kidding. Just kidding. Hanging out with Gina. Having fun. I don't know what uh, if I'm going to be able to drink all this. We're going to... Sounds like a you problem. Drink up. Getting torched this episode. Right. So it is good. Before we dive into our weekend, this beer from Brazen Brewing is called Famous Last Words. The vows have been said, life is sweet. This is a 7.8er. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. All of them are above seven, so we're not leaving. Um, oh my God, I'm going to have to sleep here. <laughs> yeah. So this is a chocolate peanut butter stout. So we weren't kidding when we said that it is a Reese's peanut butter cup melted with carbonation. Uh, the description says dessert in a can. I was going to say desert in a can, but corrected myself because I'm a functioning American. Uh, dessert in a can, better than wedding cake in our opinion. What's there to stay is there any better combination? What's there to stay? Is there any better combination? Got it. Interesting. Hmm. Chocolate peanut butter stout. This is a good one. Jesus. This is going to be some uh, thick beers we got here. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Also, just now the... Uh New York State lifted the curfew. Do you I got, notice all these sexual harassers are coming out and Cuomo's like, open everything up? Yeah, don't get me started. Is we, there, don't, we don't even have enough beer for that. Right? Is but there a uh, the, I guess correlation? This al- probably. This alert is old because uh, obviously it's this came out, I don't know, 40, 40 some odd minutes ago. But yeah, so 11 p.m. curfew for select businesses is being lifted. Restaurants not included. That's right. I forgot. It's super dangerous to eat somewhere. So, are you anyways, sure you want to drink that? Pour it back in here. Why? Are you okay to drink that? Drink that. I'm you gonna dr- open up another one. You drink that. Well, we gotta. Well, I mean, we got three left. I'm, you better start ordering food. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you know, I've been doing good going to the gym. Yeah. Doing now my we're gonna thing. destroy it all. Pour that back in here and let's have a new one. What do you mean pour it back? I can't. It's already poured. You can pour it back in. There's a hole there. Listen, I'll talk about filling holes. <laughs> if we want, we can reopen them for our rating section. We can pour a little dash, but let's drink them. Well, let's rate it now, and then I don't have any more now. Well, there's this is there's a ton right here. So pour <laughs> it in. So then we'll rate. What do you do? Extend your arm. Dude, I can't. What do you I'm block so joint? Sorry. Jesus, <laughs> I am so sore. What did you do? Uh, I picked up a ten pound dumbbell right? and then I went home. Dude, I do this thing where I don't work out for a while and then I go to the gym like I've been working out for the past twenty years, and I go hard. And then I realize after I probably shouldn't have gone that hard because now I can't move. So like that's why you don't stay consistent. 
That's why you quit after like a week. Yeah, because your whole body's sure. so no, shot. Actually, it's the contrary. <clears throat> it's because I like this feeling right now, and after a month, you don't get this feeling anymore. You're, so then I stop because remind, I don't think that I'm I'm doing it right. You remind me of the detective in the center who's like, choke me. <laughs> that guy's a absolute disaster. We finished it, by the way. Did you? We'll talk offline because there's way too much to dive into, but I'm just like. Wasn't the ending sad, dude? I, I, we'll talk after because. He was I, a coward. What do you mean? Was it sad? No, he got what he deserved. Dude, it was sad to me. That look in his eyes at the end. You know what was like, sad? Jesus he Christ. cut his hair. That's what that was, was sad. sad. Yeah, that was very sad. I did not like that. You don't at all. touch your glorious hair. <laughs> Granted, it'll probably grow back in a week because he's a perfect human being. Yeah. We're talking about Matt Bomber, by the way. So if you haven't watched any of The Sinner, you should. It's on Netflix, but it's kind of, it's a very interesting show. I have it on the list to discuss for today. Okay, so let's let's rate this thing. So this is I don't know if Jesus it's Christ. I don't know if it's Brazine, Brazen, Brazen Brewing, but I don't either think way, it's Brazen. That's something else. No, no, it's not. There's <laughs> yes, there'd be is. some more R's in there. But anyways, this is probably one of the best stouts I've literally ever had. And it's besides their BHH thick frequency stout, but that's besides the point. That was like seventeen percent alcohol <laughs> in motor oil. And this is literally it's like peanut butter Reese cup cereal. Yeah. So I'm. Um, I mean, this is one of the best combos to ever exist. So we've been in talk with them. They sent us these beers. So thank you again very much. We really appreciate it. I am almost positive this is not going to be the real label once they go live. Correct. Right. Yeah. So this is just a temporary label on a regular aluminum can. So once they get real product and they actually open up because they're not even open yet we'll go there we're going to interview them and we're going to discuss their history and all that good stuff so everything that you normally see from us we're going to go there and talk to them but we're not going to write label and branding because it's just not fair right now i like their logo though actually their logo I do is too. pretty cool they gave us some stickers too so obviously we have a sticker collection with everybody that we work with so right, that'll be so up in our uh, our studio knows what do you got peanut butter Dark chocolate. I wouldn't necessarily say it's a milk. I'd say it's a, uh, yeah. like a higher cocoa percentage. Yeah. Like cacao nibs. That's what I smell. But you do get because like Because it's a, got a little bit of that bitterness to it. In the, in the initial taste? Yeah. My shoes are all over the place on the chair rails. So this is... <laughs> what do you got on the bottom of your shoes? <laughs> nothing. It's just the, the rubber sole. I don't even know if it's rubber. I don't know what rubber it is. Anyways, the road. <laughs> okay, so we got... <laughs> this episode's a disaster. Do we even have enough time for all these beers? No, we're already at 25 minutes. Are so, you serious? Yeah, flying. We got a lot to discuss still about China. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're moving on. Um, okay, so real quick. Nose, I'm giving it an A+. plus. It smells like you just leave the milk in from Reese's Cup cereal. It smells like something I can't discuss on air. <laughs> Which is a compliment. It's a very good thing. But yes. I agree, I agree, I agree. I agree, I agree, I agree. Taste? You get a little bit of that bitterness. So there's a... It, that kind of goes to your, it tastes like cocoa, not chocolate. Yeah, and it smells like when you open the lid of, of Nesquik, mm-hmm. then you get the powder in your face, and you're just like, this is the best thing I've ever experienced as a nine-year-old. Yeah, that. So, initial taste, I'm going to go with an A. And it's, I just don't understand why it's like so silky. Yeah. It's it, so smooth. It hits you with the carbonation quick. Yeah, but it's such a light carbonation. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a nice little fizz. Yeah. It's not It's not like pop or soda for all the weird people that listen outside of 
Western New York. Ending note. Okay, so so nose A. Initial taste A. Yep. With peanut butter, cocoa, Nesquik. Mm-hmm. Nesquik, cocoa, however you want to say it. Ending note. I'm also going to go, I'm going to go with an A. Yeah, just, I think just I get because a lot of the it doesn't. Yes, yes. You get the, the chocolate, cocoa, Nesquik on the ending note, uh, backside of the palate. And then for the rating, I'm still going to go with an A. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like about it is that it dissipates, but it doesn't make you salivate or it doesn't destroy your entire palate. It just kind of, it's just a nice smooth finish that makes you want more of the initial taste where you kind of get like the fizz and the excitement of drinking it. Uh, and then for final rating. All right. Give me that countdown. Three, two, one. 87. 87. All right, dude. Weirdo. Love it. On to the next. We're not having two of each. We can't do that. We're going to die. Um, do you want to stick heavy or you want to go light? Because we have a... We should do light, then heavy, then light, and just switch We have up. a chocolate raspberry dark sour. This is bread pudding stout. We're going to throw up. And then this other one is a uh, New England IPA. <clears throat> Let's do the bread pudding stout. Only one glass. I'm not having two of all these. I can't. What's wrong? I can't. So, <laughs> all right. While we pour this one, continue the discussion on the chem. What did we do? We went to the St. Lawrence Distillings Chateau operation, basically. So, dude, this is like, that second glass was filling, bro. That's what I'm saying. I'm full already. Woof. These stouts are heavy. Dude, and they're all seven, above seven. But I'm fired up, dude. This is 7.8. The one that we're drinking right now is going to be another 7.8. The New England IPA is a 7.9. And the more issues than Vogue, the sour is a seven. These are all too heavy for us to have four, like two each. All right, we'll split them up. We'll split them up. That's what I'm saying. Fine, Dad. We'll do two today, and then we'll do two next week. Okay. You're good with that? Yeah, I'm good with that. We don't have enough time to talk about all these anyway. And when are we going to upload these? Both ASAP. on Wednesday? ASAP. Both on Wednesday, though? Both whiskey reviews on Wednesday? We'll talk offline. You're asking me all these questions. i got to answer your first question yeah. about St. Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want from me? Okay. So St. Lawrence Distilling Chateau Operation Stay. So they have a tasting room that's technically downtown, um, which means it's just in town. And then the distillery and chateau are on the same property. But they're two separate entities, and the Chateau is like this super nice, fancy, bougie hotel accommodation that used to be the Fairview Manor, and that stood for the estate, the house, had a fair view of the St. Lawrence River, no matter where you were in the house. So um, the windows were designed to specifically bring in the light and then show the scenery. The color scheme of the entire premises is black and white. So that way you're not diluted with colors on the inside. You're just focused on everything and all the beauty on the outside. Um, it's shaped in a half circle. So it literally kind of matches the terrain, but it's also allows the ability to have a fair view in every room. So it was a beautiful stay. The rooms were gigantic. There were no TVs. There was a bar downstairs, top end chef. That was the, the youngest sous chef for Emerald, like, ever. And then he was the pastry chef for Wolfgang Puck. Mm-hmm. So the food was sensational. So he probably sensational. knew what he was doing. Yeah, so 
Yeah, I, I, I hope so. Uh, the food was sensational. And then we were essentially allowed to just kind of hang out with Jody, who's the owner, him and his wife. <clears throat> his son's the head distiller, went through their entire operation, learned about their fermenters and the, their whole cooking process and kind of the magic behind their spirits. And then we went to the tasting room. And then once we were in the tasting room, it all came full circle because we were allowed to enjoy every product they had. Yeah, whatever and, we wanted. And the the whole tasting experience was incredible because it wasn't outrageously expensive. Yeah. And you were getting awesome pours and then you were getting the full story behind each spirit and the whole Admiral collection. Mm-hmm. Everything about it was great. The locals were there. They were hanging out. Most of them subscribed and liked what we did on social media um, and then on, on our platforms. So they're excited for the interview. We stayed at the Chateau, had an incredible dinner with cocktails, um, went to bed, woke up and didn't want to leave the bed mm-hmm. and then knocked out the interview, went back to the Chateau, conducted brunch. And then after brunch. Fantastic. Yeah. And then Except after I found brunch, out real quick, I'm not a fan of Bloody Marys. Yeah, you did find that out. It what I mean, it it was like the perfect Bloody Mary. It's just yeah. you don't like Bloody Marys. Yeah. And then uh, and then we left after brunch, and then drove three and a half hours home. It was just great. It was a great weekend getaway. Highly recommend. Our Google review is up if you wanted to read that and take a look. Um, but then our interview is going to release with them in the coming weeks. So we're stoked. I mean, it was just such a cool experience. We bought a bunch of bottles mm-hmm. of, of their spirits, so that's already up on the on the top shelf. Yeah, but their spirits are so consistent and so good. Yeah, which was weird. Mm-hmm. I've never tasted that much butter on my palate in my life in regards to any spirit that we've ever done. Yeah. So I'm excited for future collaborations with them and just working with them in general because mm-hmm. it was fantastic. So this is the it's complicated uh, bread pudding stout, seven point eight ABV. And this was canned just last month. So this says it's when things get complicated, reach for the comfort food. So 7.8 bread pudding stout, a sweet malty stout brewed with copious amounts of Madagascar vanilla bean, raisins, cinnamon, nutmeg, and cardamom. This beer feels just like that uh, decadent winter dessert. We only wish we could serve it to you warm out of the oven. Yeah, but cold beer is amazing too. <clears throat> Although now I kind of just want. We're definitely we're definitely doing uh, the other two this next week because yeah. the next interview is Reed, so we can just do it with that. Too easy. So let's taste this thing. Let's do it. You stress me out so much when you do that. You haven't done that since we started. We just read 30 minutes, so we're fine. We can do the other two today. No, I'm just kidding. Goodness. Ooh. I think you'll be surprised. In a very good way. There's a significant taste difference. It straight up tastes like the label. It tastes like bread pudding, you're saying, not the actual yes. physical label itself. Corre- yeah, I'm not out here eating <laughs> glue paper. What is wrong with you? Hey, Mike, what are you doing? <laughs> no, no, the label's pretty good. <laughs> A plus for label branding. Mike, you're not supposed to eat it. <laughs> My most Patrick moment ever. All right, well, let's sip this, let's enjoy it, and then the second glass of this, we'll rate it. So, 
What are you doing? It was a great weekend at St. Lawrence. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was a perfect getaway. The only complaint I would have is that we didn't stay two nights. Because in hindsight, the, I would have loved to stay two nights. The only other complaint I have is that they're far away. Yeah. I don't like that they're three and a half hours away. They're literally just west of Fort Drum. Yeah. I mean, they're up there. But it is what it is. We and, live in Buffalo. And they have a great Buffalo rep. Her name's September. If you have run into her, she does a lot of tastings at different liquor stores. But they're not widely – like their whole product line isn't all over the place here. Not at they're all. They're still so new, and they're putting out such quality products that they need to be more well-known. So if you're listening to this and you're interested in that interview, it'll be available soon. But go buy some of their products because they need to be in the area more frequently. They ship online as well within New York State. So if you're listening inside New York State – Check them out online. Buy one of their products. You really won't be disappointed. And their bourbon cream is silk. Yeah. Um, and it would be fantastic over ice cream. Mm-hmm. So check them out. I mean, it's a lot of what they do is great. So yeah. I there's no complaints on the product side from us at all. And that's not just because we stayed there. Like, we've tried a lot of different whiskey over the last two years. And theirs is just extremely unique. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. So... Anything else you want to add on them? No, thanks for uh, allowing us to come out and work with you guys. It was awesome. It was a good time. And then, otherwise, so yeah, so the Irish came over as slaves, and then they had to work as indentured servants. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, but Christ. but that did happen. So we'll talk about that later. Yeah, it's fine. We already talked about it, kind of. What the Irish being enslaved? No, no, we didn't. No, no, we never. We didn't learn that, that in history class. That's never really talked about. No, why? Because the Irish grinded to become the teachers to talk about. The real world issues, not just how we ran out of potatoes and left, because that's what was taught for the most part. The potato famine. We ran out of potatoes and left. <laughs> yeah, the potato famine, but it's fine. So, you know what's interesting? Oh, don't. Hold on. I. You know what? Send it, because this is probably going to be something ridiculous. Property lines. <sighs> I was listening to a podcast today. and No free shout outs. We're not even going to mention you. No, absolutely not. They don't need our help. It wasn't Joe Rogan for once in there in my life, but they brought up an interesting point about it. What, like, we know your property lines because normally there's a fence. Like, your fence outlines roughly where your property line is, give or take a couple feet because you can't put it exactly on the property line, so on and so forth. But what about vertically? How high does your property go and how low does it go? Well, there's a thing called G airspace. I know that. And that's essentially if you're flying below 10,000 feet, but above. Uh, I think it might be based on ceiling height, but yeah, anything below 10,000, I believe is, or 13 is G airspace. So that's where, you know, like you'll fly Cessnas and, and smaller one to two person planes, a prop propeller. Um, and then you'll fly to like Hamburg airport or Lancaster airport. You, you know, I mean, you could land at Buffalo Niagara, but you might be in a holding pattern for a while yeah. when you're coordinating with ATC and all that fun stuff. But yeah, there's, there's G airspace. I don't know how high your personal property goes. Like if I wanted, like let's say you and I have been discussing for a while that how sick would it be if we had a compound? You and I move out to the country and we build connecting portals, you know? Okay. Like connecting areas. If I wanted to do that, and let's say we had a neighbor in between us because we couldn't find... It's two spots right next to each other. 
So we are like one spot, a neighbor, and then your spot. Could we build high enough to then go over his property line and we can like, that'd be free. Have you Googled this? No, I didn't. I literally just saw it on a podcast because they were talking about living on Native American land or something like that. And how, or no, not Native American land. It was minerally dense land. And the landlord who owned the land prior put a clause in their mortgage that said any minerals that are discovered underneath the property line is natively his. But, like, I can't imagine your property line literally goes down to the center of the earth. That doesn't seem reasonable. So, like, is there stipulations in real estate that says you own the property that you're on your basement and then, like, two feet lower than your basement and then, like, two feet higher than your – like, higher than your your uh, phone lines? Like, I don't know. So, it's not – what is the vert- what is the altitude limit of your personal property? That's the question. The question is how low can aircraft fly? I mean so that's that's kind of the way that it's worded. Oh, that's what, and then it comes gotcha. into the FAA. So there's no specific altitude, and that's what I believe to be because of different sea level altitude heights. Mm-hmm. Sure. So even though you're on the ground, you might be higher. So the out, I right. mean, the sea level of Buffalo is low. Mm-hmm. El Paso is high, right? So <clears throat> the government considers the public highway to start around 500 feet in uncongested areas and 1,000 feet otherwise. So flight over private land cannot interfere with the enjoyment and use of that land. Now, how low can planes fly over my house? That was the question mm-hmm. asked. The regulations usually require that pilots fly no lower than 1,000 feet over built-up areas or 500 feet over any other area, i.e. like open fields. Mm -hmm. Um, We may investigate low-flying incidents. You can report a low-flying aircraft by completing a report uh, for a low-flying aircraft form along with any information to support your complaint, and that's from CASA.gov. Can you Google really quick how high you can fly your drone before you have to report it to the FAA? Because I know that if you have a drone, you have to report it as you reach a specific altitude. So that might be a starting point of figuring out how high your property line goes before you have to report. 400 feet. Okay. And the max speed is 100 miles an hour. Um, So I wonder, though, like if we were able to get an architect, like if you and I had unlimited money, which we basically do right now. But if you and I had unlimited money. What is wrong with you? Are you, you testing to see if I'm listening? Yeah. I don't know if you forgot, but I'm wearing headphones, so your voice is directly going into my ear canal. But Jesus. if you and I had unlimited income where we could build a bridge over somebody's house so architecturally sound that there doesn't need to be a middle beam that goes down into the middle of their house, could we do it if it's high enough or low enough? Like if we built an underground bunker for our podcast stuff, which we've said that we're going to do eventually – like, that'd be sick to have a meeting spot with the bunker there that has all of our guns, a.k.a. my... Why don't we just move to Tennessee and buy 40 acres? Because that doesn't and be fit done with it. this question that I'm sending you. <laughs> like, if you lived two houses down, could we dig deep enough that it's unoccupied land at that point? I or mean, would that house just not... No, it would. That house would be fine if we dig... If we dug... 200 feet below the ground and it was only seven feet wide. 
I think we could do it. Do you want to try it? You want to talk to a town? If you dig far enough, you'll reach China. Well, that's Um, what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can't just keep digging because then, you know, we'll just start eating. Why was that a thing? Is China on the direct opposite? No, it's not. They proved that. So why is that even a thing? Some parent probably made it up and then it just became a thing. (laughs) You know, it's the same. It's the same question you asked about staring into staring directly at a TV or a microwave. Yeah. They're all myths from our parents that we didn't look like idiots in public. More myths. If you have your cabin light on in your car, you're going to get pulled over. That's not true whatsoever. In this state. It's funny how you pass across something that somebody else posts and realize how similar we all are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all the memes about 90s kids. It's wild. Yeah. Like like those, those three right there. I can guarantee you if you're listening to this, you've heard once on the beach, if you dig far enough, you're going to reach China. That's not true. How did that myth get spread across all of our viewers? I wonder if China. Yeah. How did they all say, four of you know this? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if in China they say, if you dig far enough, you're going to reach the United States. So keep digging so we can conquer them. Right? <laughs> Probably. That's how we're going to reach them. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, that's weird. What's Russia's? And like, do they say if you dig far enough, you're going to reach Australia? No. If you dig deep enough, you'll find oil, and we need oil <laughs> yeah. to run our economy. So or, dig. Or the bodies that I've killed. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's calm down because now they might show up. <laughs> Look out for elbow tattoos. If you know, you know. Anyways, moving on. Um, but yeah. So the center. How is it going for you? You're done with it? Yeah, we finished it. Well, what were your overall? What was your thought to the series? Was it a good watch? Was it a bad watch? Because at first you were a little, dude, what in the world did you make me watch? Oh, I still am. <laughs> Nothing has changed. The crazy thing about The Sinner is that, for those that don't know, it's three seasons, eight episodes per season, 42 to 45 minutes per episode. There's one consistent character throughout the entire series, and that's the lead detective. And basically each season consists of one case. And then there's a different victim or suspect, per se, that plays the main character that you follow. So the first season's all Jessica Biel and this lead detective. And then the second season, it's a little boy and this lead detective. And then the third season is Matt Bomber and the lead detective. If I butchered a name, I sincerely apologize. I'm a massive fan. Thank you for all you do. He's perfect. I know. So, anyways, um, I work with boomers. So that's why I always go with. Bomber and Boomer and anyways, it's probably Bomber and he's perfect. So, <laughs> all right. So basically, it's it's a it's a movie split up into eight episodes per season. That's a good way to put it. So <clears throat> you have no clue what's going on at all until the final two episodes mm-hmm. of each season because then they tie up all the loose ends and answer the same questions that you're asking. So it's fascinating. It's super dark. Um it's kind of like a horror thriller mystery that'll give you nightmares, but also make you want to keep watching. So when it was finished, we're like season three is not like any other season yeah. at all. And it was kind of weird trying to keep up with it. And it was just kind of dry. Um, but Matt Bomer and it made you keep watching. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he was in it and I just wanted to keep looking at him, <laughs> but it was, I mean, the whole Google thing was Google him just, right now if you don't know what we're talking about. Mike and I are huge fans of White Collar. If you guys haven't heard that before, we've been doing this for two years. We had to have talked about White Collar we, at some we point. We did. We did. If you haven't watched White Collar, check that out. But that's the main character from there. And he's just a stunning human being. What, uh, 
White Collar is based off of Frank Abagnale Jr., who was the really? He was the character for Catch Me If You Can. Hmm. His life made different shows and movies. It's fascinating. So that's an unknown fact about White Collar. Is it's he based from off of his life. Frank Abagnale? No. <laughs> so, anyways, the. Uh, however, he still works for the FBI, and his son's an FBI agent, and his other child. So he's a is criminal like, informant too. Oh yeah, he still is. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, it's, it's now he's like hired full time. What's he's his no name? Longer. How come I don't know who he is? Frank Abnicknell Jr. Yeah, he's he still currently teaches at Quantico, and he does like private consulting for the FBI, basically, and preventing fraud. He's Abagnale? I mean, he, yeah. yeah, his life's fascinating, and his kids are studs. They're all like super successful. But anyways, so The Sinner's a good show. Um, it's just, for us, it was, ve- us as in Kelly and I, very interesting to figure out what is happening. And then once it tied up at the end, we're like, all right, you know, I'll take the suggestions that Derek provides with a grain of salt because I like to sleep <laughs> at night. And that whole series was just insane. I had no idea this was based off of him. He's from Bronxville, New York, which... It's New York, so I'm taking credit for it. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Also, dude, fun fact for all the women out there, Susan B. Anthony's buried in Rochester. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Why for all the women out there? Men are probably interested in that, too. I I mean... (laughs) (laughs) For all you women out there, there's also a woman buried in Rochester. (laughs) Well, yeah, but dude, she was was a pivotal piece of women's rights, dude. And we always get so much flack. You know, we always get so much flack. We're movie. working with only white men. It's like, I don't, what do you want from us? You know, it's, we only work with who people talk to. I don't, you know? Jesus. Look at you breaking the set. This is a disaster. <laughs> we should probably go back to segment miniseries soon. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, um, two beers and got hammered. Interesting. I did not know that she was from Rochester. Not that she was from Rochester, but she's buried in Rochester. I'll Google where she's from, but I just know that that's that. Why is she buried in Rochester, then, if she's not from there? Did she have some sort of pivotal speech there or something? I don't know, man. God, if you're going to throw out facts like this, you better come prepared. <laughs> Jesus, these are some hefty beers. She was born in Adams, Massachusetts. Oh, have you ever seen a Actually, recent... I did know that. Have you ever seen a picture of her? Did you just say a recent picture of her? Because I'm sure she's I was going to say recent, but it's recent in my life. She's... Dude, she looks like a boss. She was a boss. Well, I know that, but she just, I don't, she looks like the grandma that kind of like, I'm, you know what? I'm not going to say it. It's fine. It's probably going to come back in a Senate hearing later. So I'll just move on. She was, she was wonderful for women and I appreciate everything she's done. <laughs> come back in a Senate hearing later. <laughs> yeah. <Jesus Christ. laughs> I'm sure Brazen's really, or Brazen's going to really appreciate this uh, episode. No, 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 no. A whole, I mean, hopefully they don't watch the entire thing for once. Hopefully they just I watch hope the nobody watches. The entire <laughs> I <know. laughs> well, I mean, one does, and he just sits yeah. there and laughs the entire yeah, time and calls us idiots. But Which whatever. This is this is what happens when we have no structure. All right, we sit here, we giggle, and then all of a sudden, for some odd reason, we keep <laughs> posting this live to the internet so we can just get canceled in nine years. But yeah, whatever, we're never apologizing for anything. So that's why we have this podcast. Yeah, we are looking, or we were. I should say that looking at doing an office space, a studio. Yeah, until they gave us pricing. Oh Dude, I don't understand. What? Is, okay, okay, here's so the thing. LoopNet. I got a I got a bone to pick with you. LoopNet. That is the site that I've been using to look at all the monthly costs 
that are associated with owning an office space. So if you know anything about trying to lease an office space, they do it differently. They do it instead of a monthly rate, they give you a price per square foot per year that translates to a yearly cost. And then you divide that yearly cost by 12 to get your monthly cost. That's how it works because you're not going to lease an office space for a month. That's weird. Like people don't do leases like that or they are now, but they're, they never used to. So we contacted three people for office spaces because we don't make any money during doing this. You guys know that we interview these small businesses for free because that is our whole motto. We don't want to charge small businesses to be promoted online because that's just redundant. Small businesses shouldn't have to spend money for people to talk about them and to promote them. That's not what we're about. So we haven't made any money off this podcast at all, which is fine. But we're trying to get a studio space so we can have a climate-controlled environment for for some godforsaken reason that's impossible to do. But LoopNet, we're looking at different monthly costs per office space that we looked at. We looked at three. One of them sold. Nailed it. The second one we went to look at, and they did. They had a pricing model for their other spaces, but the space that we were going to look at, that one space they didn't have a price per square foot per year for. So I assumed that would be the same as their other ones. Common sense, right? No, wrong. It was like triple their other spaces, so that was out of our budget. The second one, or the third one, I'm sorry, listed a great spot. It was $5 per square foot. Per year. So excited. I'm like, Mike, this is the spot that we're doing. It shows me right here that we can afford this. It literally says right here, this is the square footage. This is how much it costs per square foot. Let's hit them up. They respond back, oh, that's not for the office space that you're looking at. That's for the common area that you're looking at. So, what do you mean the common area? Why are you costing or writing up a cost for me for a common area inside of the office that I'm looking to get? So that was out of our price range too. So what we're going to do is we're just going to retrofit this spot so we don't freeze and lose all of our limbs next year. We're building a studio, basically. So And Rand. No, was, no, no. I was so fired up. You're dude. done. I'm I was not. so mad. First guy, let me tell you something, okay? It sold, quote unquote. We were in discussions to go do a site visit and look at the space and 12 out of... 11% we were going to buy this thing mm-hmm. and, and knock it out and commit to like a three-year lease. Why was it 12 out of 11%? It was a, <laughs> a hundred. Because I, I was thinking about saying, <laughs> I was thinking about saying 110% we were going to do it. And then I was oh like, no, God. 12 out of 10. Right. And then I'm like, you know what? I'll just combine the two because I have some issue. I'll blame CTE. Everything's fine. So anyways... We reach out after not hearing from them, and we're like, hey, we're super interested. Let us know what time and place. We can swing over and look at this. Like, no issues. Just let us know. Didn't say anything. We followed up, right? Then he comes back, and he's like, sorry, it's sold. What do you mean it's sold? Like, you didn't even let us look at it first. Like, that's not right. Like, that's not business. That's not how this works. So what the hell is that all about? Right. I actually have the text thread here. Won't show the number, just in case some of our fans want to hit him up. But I texted him a month ago at this point. Or he texted me, first of all, saying that I received your email from LoopNet, saying that you're interested. And then I said, all right, great. And he goes, all right, my partner will get back to you. Never did. So mad. You're telling me. I got all juiced up. So now we're not doing an office space. We're going to retrofit this space and basically make it into a permanent studio for us for the next foreseeable future. Because if we're going to do all the work to this spot, I'm not leaving it. 
And this will be end up, end up being like the same size of any place that we're going to end up getting anyway. Yeah. And we save money. Yeah. So whatever. I missed another one. All right. Do you want to rate this other one? Yeah. Label branding NA. Nose. I feel like every time we record, there's siren going on. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with this friggin' town. It used to be peace and quiet. Now it's not. Grandma nearly passed away, and then her ridiculous grandson moved in. Causes a ruckus. <laughs> I never followed up to see what happened with uh, last week. <laughs> Rip. Yeah, that had to be bad. Oh, also, right. Megafan told us, he's like, oh, I didn't hear anything over the microphone. I'm like, I don't know how. Oh, there was, I listened to it I, I heard. I heard some stuff, but not as much. I mean, it was prevalent when, her, when we were recording... All right, nose. Pronounced prevalent. <laughs> prevalent. <laughs> we need structure next week. <laughs> this is what you wanted. Yeah, off the rails. All right, so nose going off the rails like a Paris train. What? <laughs> Jesus, you're getting cinnamon and nutmeg on the nose. And like a little bit. Is of that rug. is that nutmeg? Yeah. Is that what nutmeg yeah. smells like? I always eat it. I never smell it. Dude, I... I should go through my cabinet and just start smelling spices. That's what I did the other day. Gina, okay, weirdo. Gina had it out because she was making something with it. And I went over and I was like... <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, nailed it. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> you better zoom in on yourself when you edit right, this. Don't worry about it. Uh, but yeah, so I'm smelling cinnamon and nutmeg. I'm pretty sure I just bursted some sort of... <laughs> Does he start throat again? <laughs> All right, cinnamon and nutmeg. Right. Yeah, cinnamon and nutmeg. Oh, I agree. I agree. Brazen's going to listen to this. <laughs> All right. Anyway, B plus. so cinnamon and nutmeg. B plus. Yeah. And it, so what's what's upsetting is that we literally had this after we've had one of the greatest smelling beers we've ever had in our life. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to go B plus. It's not unpleasant. It's a, it's a great smelling beer. It's just not peanut butter chocolate. This is literally bread pudding. Right. So the initial taste. <clears throat> Have you ever made a banana bread? Banana bread, bro? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Multiple yeah. times. Obviously, this doesn't taste like banana, but that texture of banana bread where it's nice and, like, moist. The ending note? And amazing. I'm no. getting on the initial taste. Don't say the M word. Moist. No. Very moist. But the banana bread should be moist. If your banana bread is not moist, you're doing it wrong. But this is what it tastes like. That type of... Moist Don't say bread. the N word. I'm going to say it 12 more times just to annoy Colleen. I hope she watches it when she's cooking and just start shaking everywhere. But this tastes like bread. First, yeah, the initial taste is like bread. It tastes like pudding, bro. Bread pudding. It's the ending, though. No, I'm just kidding. I was going to say, you go from bread to pudding from initial taste to ending, note. No. To me, honestly, the initial taste, like, in all seriousness, we should. No, I, I, I'm honestly asking you. Because I, I'm, I'm straight up getting like a light. It, it doesn't taste like bread to me at all. It tastes really? it, it tastes more like a pudding, in regards to consistency in your mouth. Like it's not super filling. Like with with a hundred percent or ninety five five rye, you're like oh my god, it's like drinking a loaf of bread because it's you're literally getting all of the wheat and all of the rye and everything else. Whereas this, it's still very. I don't know how they made it this smooth, it, especially for a stout. It just kind of blows my mind, but. <clears throat> Yeah, for me, from a consistency standpoint, it's more of a pudding than a bread. Like, if I drank a snack pack, sure, it would be like this. From from mine, I'm associating the taste, and maybe the taste that I'm getting from the bread, from the banana bread, 
is because there might be some cinnamon and nutmeg within the banana bread. So maybe I'm tasting more of a mm. cinnamon and nutmeg taste to it. Mm. But to me, <clears throat> I just get pulled back to a time where banana bread just came out of the oven. And you have that first slice of banana bread. And the bite that you take of it that doesn't have any banana taste to it, but it's just uh, fresh, moist bread. That's what I'm tasting. Yeah, I'm with you. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. So I'm going to go a, with A. Yeah. yeah, A on the initial taste. Ending note, there's, dude, there's such a light carbonation to this initial mm-hmm. taste. It's it's not that it's flat. It's just such a smooth beer. I want to work with, like, I, I honestly want to brew with them. Because yeah. this is kind of, this is fascinating to me. I don't understand how they're able to do this. And it goes, like, everything stays in, like, the initial taste. In, like, half of the ending note. You get a little bit of an ending note to it. But other than that, it just dissipates and goes down like water. That's it. And then you get a, a little bit of fizz on the side of your, on the sides of your mm-hmm. mouth, but it's nothing, nothing that overwhelms your palate by any means. It's just like wow, that that's a really good beer. Like that's the impression. That's a really good beer. Mm-hmm. All right. So ending note, a. what are you getting? Like a little vanilla on the end. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's it's like a vanilla caramel mix. Um, and then just like the silkiness of like melted bu- melted butter on banana bread. Like when you have when you have um, you know, oh, I can't believe this, I just can't believe it, butter on, on a piece of banana bread, and then you eat it and it's all melted. The bread goes down first, and then you have the lingering after effects of the butter that slide down your gullet afterwards. That's what this is like. Yeah. It's that silky and that smooth going down your gullet. It's incredible. What do you do? What are we on a playground? <laughs> All right, final rating. That's what I was thinking about. All right, give me that countdown. Three, two, one. 85.5. <laughs> what did you say? 89. You like this one better than the chocolate? I do. Really? And it's... You know why? It's smooth. Right, so it's less carbonation. Right, come on. Are you serious? 85.5 and an 89. It's 3.5. 86.5. No. 87. I gotta think about this too. 89 and an 85.5. So that's three and a half. So half of three and a half is 1.75. So 1.75 is 87.25. Right? You better write that down. Let's do the let's do the math on this. Just to make sure that we're not stupid. 89. Mega fans screaming right now. Plus 85.5 equals divided by 2 equals 87.25. Yeah, that's right. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> so you like this one better than the chocolate peanut butter? In regards to the overall experience of drinking the beer, mm-hmm. yes, slightly. Um, which is why there's only two points between. From a tasting, just strictly tasting profile, I would still go uh, the first one, peanut butter, chocolate. But... This has less carbonation, it's smoother, and it's a, for me, because I'm not a massive beer guy, it's a more enjoyable experience, just because it's a smoother experience from start to finish. I will say, on the chocolate peanut butter one, you don't get as much heavy malt that's associated with that stout feel. Right. Like, the stout for me, and maybe this is just for me personally, but the stout for me is always very, very heavy, heavy with malt. That first one was very heavy, not with the malt. The second one was very malty, now with the heavy. So I feel like I can drink more of this one 
because I didn't feel as full. That first one, I felt very full after that. It might be because of the carbonation, too. Sure, good point. But yeah, interesting. Brazen, Brazen, whatever you are, we need to talk with them. We need to have them on an interview. Yeah. I love these two beers so far. Yeah, they're maybe, really good. Maybe it's because it's like a, they're so different. I'm excited to try this New England IPA because this is more similar to what you and I have rated for all the other beers that we've had. So this one will be very good. Um, and I'm interested to see how that compares. Jesus, I'm gassy from these beers. But uh, that's going to be more of a direct comparison on what we've tasted throughout the other beers. But so far, these are home runs. I like these a lot. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. All right. We are at 53 minutes. All right, people. Listen, we're on every major podcast platform imaginable. Please subscribe on YouTube if you are not. We need to increase our subscribers. That way we can enjoy the benefits of working with YouTube more. Um, Because once we've increased our subscriber count, we're then allowed to do more interactive things with you guys, including more content, um, direct posts, comments, things like that. So please subscribe if you are not. We are also on Instagram, Buffalo Happy Hour 12. Follow us if you have not already. Facebook, Buffalo Happy Hour. Twitter, we barely use, but we're there. Um, so thank you for all support thus far. We're excited to continue working with you guys. I want to try to get to 300 subscribers on YouTube by the time April's over. That's a tall ask. That's in a month and a half, we're gaining 40 subs. We just reached 200, or 260 today. I want to reach 300 by the end of April. If you're listening to us and you joined us from this brazen because they shared it, hit that subscribe button. Let's hit this goal. Let's try to get to 300 subscribers by the end of April. What happens when they all leave and drop off? Then they leave and drop off. But people will stay because they'll enjoy the content. Sad. I hope so. I mean, all we're trying to do is just promote small to local businesses. If you think about it. So I was thinking about this the other day. The amount of if we were a bigger podcast, which we will be eventually, inevitable, if we were a bigger podcast, do you know how much publicity we give one business? I was thinking about this the other day. So we went to St. Lawrence, right? We posted on our story all the time. So that was two days worth of story posts. We have reviewed some of their whiskey, which we we're going to review a second, or we reviewed a second one, and we're going to review a third one, and probably a fourth one at that point. We post on our Instagram for all the posts. We do a Wednesday post. We do a Google review, and we do cocktails for two days. We post at least 10 different times for each small business that we do. That's insane. So if you guys know of any small business that either doesn't need help and just wants to be on to further promote themselves or needs help, let us know because we are more than happy to come. Check out their small business, featured on our show, and if they do beer or if they do liquor, we'd be more than happy to post about them 10 times because that's just who we are. We like to give small businesses a free platform to promote. That's it. That's it. So subscribe to us on YouTube, follow our Instagram and our Facebook at the Buffalo happy hour and at the Buffalo happy hour 12. We are on all major podcast platforms. Like Mike already said, we have a lot of things in the works and we have a lot of improvement in the works as well. So if you know anybody that would be interested in any of this content, Please share, and let's get to 300 subscribers by the end of April, because that would be a huge milestone for us. Absolutely. We appreciate all of you. Please remember to drink responsibly, be a good person, and Michael? Do not.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.